Now, here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. Well, welcome back to the afternoon edition here on 610 KDAL of Sound Off. And all you got to do is if you want to get involved and make some comments today, simply pick up the phone and give us a call at 218-722-0839. That's 722-0839. And if you would like to leave us a message, uh, and, and again, Kenny, I'm a little bit hesitant about how this works, but it's on our, is it on our webpage that they're leaving the message or are they doing it on well, our uh the text, the text line. The text. Yeah, so you just okay. pick up your phone. You go eight four four five four, and text uh, sound off or KDAL or say, hey, Brad, just so we know it's for yeah. this show because all the other radio stations here share that text line. And, uh, yeah, text eight four four five four and let us know what's on your mind. You know what I like about the text line is people can text us with uh, – you know, eyewitness uh, accounts of something that is happening. Yeah, you little know, tips maybe. Traffic issues. Hot stories. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. You know, I maybe like they're that. giving away free hot dogs in downtown Duluth. Let us know. <laughs> would they be doing that? Well, somebody we might be, be if they that? are, I'm saying. Text us. Okay, there you go. <laughs> well, let me ask you, Kenny. Um, I, I read this story this morning about Hunter Biden's change in the way he is dealing with with his laptop. I'm glad you brought this up because he's now on the oh offensive and what this does essentially is this now he is he is admitting guilt. Yes. He for, is acknowledging remember, for the last for almost the last year, every time this was brought up, some of the top people in the CIA, uh Homeland Security, all these people said, Oh, this this sounds like it's a, a Russia uh Russia gate type thing. This sounds like the Russians are involved in in the information, they may have planted the documentation, blah, blah, blah. And Hunter just sat there stupefied, never said words. Neither did the but media. Now he has decided. And yeah, the media wouldn't the media carry was it. was doing everything. Shifty Shift but called now, it a Russian hoax. Yes. But now, as Kenny said, he has finally said, yeah, it's mine. Yeah, and all the documentation on it's mine. But you know what? You people stole it. I'm going to I'm going to get my legal beagles and we're going to go after you for stealing the information off of my laptop. I'll tell you what, that takes some big big testicles. You know what I'm saying? Well, this is police work 101 where they reveal to somebody or online and this is happening more on social media where they're saying if you're the owner of this that and this, give us a call at the Duluth Police Department, <laughs> you know, and you call exactly. up and say, "Oh yeah," and then you basically you incriminate yourself. You know, come on down. We're giving away a chance to uh win a trip to Hawaii. You go down and, you know, you're a convicted felon and they nab you. Yep. Well, and if you remember the whole scenario here, uh, the guy that owned the computer store, the, it, it would be like uh, almost like our computer guy over in Superior. It, it, it's a repair shop where that sells computers and parts and stuff, and, and he repairs stuff. Well, Hunter Biden brought his laptop in to John Paul Mac Isaac and said, uh, I got some issues here. It's not working right. I'm going to leave this with you. Would you fix it up? Never said anything to him about now. Uh, this has got to be uh, very. Uh, uh, this has got to be very hush hush. Uh, this I got some secure data on there. I don't want anybody finding out. But he never never said a thing. And for months, evidently, this John Paul McIsaacs tried to get back to Hunter and said, "Hey, when are you going to come back and get your computer?" But Hunter didn't seem to be too concerned about it and left it. 
I believe it was for over six months. Might have been even longer than that. And then finally, Isaacs, in his repair work and doing cleaning off the records, he noticed that a lot of the stuff that was going on on this computer could be kind of considered classified government things, uh, documentation that that he thought um, might be relevant to government probes. So he, I believe at one point he notified the uh, the um, FBI that this they might want to take a look at this. And nobody responded for a long period of time. And then finally somebody, and I don't know who, uh, released the goods, uh, some goods, and people started tracking it down. And then copies of the, of the uh, I guess they would call it the hard drive, uh, were purchased uh, by Giuliani and by other people that started researching it. New York Times wrote a story on it. But Biden stayed relatively under the water on all of this stuff. Uh, he had abandoned this water-damaged laptop at the well- Wilmington, Delaware, computer repair store. Mr. Isaacs, uh, according to Biden, according to Hunter, said he ch- chose to work with President Donald Trump's personal lawyer to weaponize uh, my computer against my father. And Wednesday, he sent out a myriad of letters to all kinds of people, including Rudy Giuliani. Uh, he sent out uh, documents to, to uh, some of the people with uh, Fox News. Uh, he sent, sent a letter out to Tucker Carlson, who on Fox News had determined uh, that there was uh, uh, some real uh, information there that needed to be put out to the public. And in fact, I think Tucker Carlson is the one that first kind of put out the information that he believed that Hunter was paying his dad 50000 a month as rent and that that was the cover-up for that, you know, 10% to the big guy type story. Uh, well, uh, Hunter is trying his darndest now to cover up all this stuff by saying, that was my personal uh, private stock. Think about it. If it was your private computer, uh, you wouldn't want that. uh, You wouldn't want people running around with that stuff. Well, Well, Brad, uh, (laughs) keep in mind that he was on CBS uh, that Sunday morning uh, news story on CBS. This was last April. And this is a 20 second soundbite. Here is the interview. Uh, What is her name? She is the correspondent is Tracy Smith. And here's the exchange between Hunter and the CBS Sunday morning news person. Here we go. Whoop, whoop, we got to get this set up here. Uh, sometimes these things don't work properly. Okay. Was that your laptop? For real, I don't know. I know, but, but you know that's... Is, this I is really a... don't know okay. the answer is. That's you don't know yes or no if the laptop was yours. I don't have any yours. idea. I have no idea. So could have been yours. Of course, certainly. It, 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 there could be a laptop out there that was stolen from me. There could be that I was hacked. It could be that it was, the, that it was Russian intelligence. It could be that it was stolen from me. Or it could be that you were so high, you don't remember where you left the laptop or the fact that you even exactly. left it at the repair shop. What was it? John's uh, laptop repair? Yeah, I think so. You know, like that, when you yeah. watch this video, I- I'm serious. He looks high. He looks like he's he does, under the he? influence yes, seen of something, it, And I agree. I agree 100%. He looks like he is high even then. Well, and and here's the deal. He's he's going to have a hard time convincing most everybody that this was uh, the poor me. My stuff was stolen. It was private stuff. It should have never been put out. Actually, 
um, people or some of the media started contacting some of the people that he sent out letters to on Wednesday. Uh, in in one of the letters, he singled out former Trump advisor Stephen Banyan, uh, who was part of was at that time, I think, was very involved with Breitbart News. And he said the letter says he and others accuse, uh, access the hard drive content at different points without authorization from him, Hunter Biden. And Bannon responded to the to the press's inquiry. But he simply said, you know, I'm confused. I thought Biden told us it was all Russian disinformation. But now he wants us to believe that, yeah, it's his and that that uh, that all that stuff was private and it should have never been put out. Uh, Hunter Biden's attorney, Abe Lowell, told NBC News on Wednesday night, these letters do not confirm McIsaac's or others' versions of the so of the so-called laptop. They simply address the conduct of seeking, manipulating, and disseminating what they allege to be Mr. Biden's personal data wherever they claim it to have been gotten from. And then, evidently, one of the letters went out to the IRS. Lowell asked the IRS to review the tax-exempt status of Marco Polo, which is a charitable organization run by Garrett Ziegler, who Biden said unloaded the data he got from Giuliani to the organization's website. Now, listen to this. This is very interesting. The letter said the organization has opened a little or more than a thinly, that this was a little more than a thinly disguised political operation to attack the Biden administration and the Biden family. Contrary to the regulations that say such groups like uh, um, Marco Polo are tax exempt and you cannot participate in campaign activity or in political uh, uh, campaigns. In other words, he's going to try to get this organization, Marco Polo, on a technicality that they have a an IRS uh, uh, tax exempt status that says they can't do any political activity and that, in essence, they were doing this for political purposes. <laughs> I mean, it is just, it's amazing. Um, the the story implies, well, from Tucker Carlson, the story implied that he was laundering money, uh, part of it that would go to his dad, uh, and he was laundering it as rent. The story was quickly debunked, but Carlson uh, Tucker Carlson never retracted it, and uh, and he says his attorney says they're they're going to try to go after Tucker Carlson and uh, and Fox News as well. Um, you know, you remember back to the time when this first came out. Uh, Donald Trump did uh, well. Of course, Trump just is off the off the cuff with anything he says. But Trump came out right away and said that this was the laptop from hell. Uh, and and so Hunter Biden is saying the same thing that that Trump was trying to uh, destroy his whatever was left of his personal. Um, you re- remember this all happened shortly after Hunter had been uh, discharged from the Navy for less than desirable reasons because he was a drug addict. They discharged him, and that's when all of this happened. When he was really doing heavy drugs on a regular basis. And so he lost a lot of time, a lot of uh, data, everything that was going on around him. But now I'm sure his dad has said to him, look at the mess you got me into, bonehead. You better get this cleared up. 
Anyway, we got to take a break, folks. We'll be back shortly. KDAL time is 1224. I hope there's not six more months of inflation. My goodness, what is going on with Joe Biden? Uh, Brad, so the uh, groundhog did, in fact, see his shadow uh, this morning in uh, Puxatawney, Pennsylvania. And that uh, means that we're going to have, well, an extended winter. But we know that is the case here regardless. Kenny, what's the name of that little town? Is it Dixville Notch? Puxatawney. Yeah. Oh, Puxatawney. Now, for the record, a groundhog is a type of rodent known as a marmot. And marmots are closely related to squirrels. And according to the... They're much bigger. Yes. And according to the curator of mammals at the Smithsonian National Museum of Natural History in Washington, D.C., according to the curator, they are giant ground squirrels, and they're just larger than... Eastern gray squirrels that we have really? around Really? That's here. what they're claiming they are? They're giant ground squirrels? Marmata monix. That is the uh, the scientific name of the groundhog. Okay. Mm-hmm. And well, uh, anyway, Kenny, I'll tell yeah. you what. I think uh, I think Hunter's going to have a hard time explaining this off this way that he... But, you know, because remember, for a couple of years here, he has just been extremely quiet. Didn't come out. And in fact... Donald Trump, while he was running around the country having uh, campaign rallies for himself and for other candidates that he was supporting, would oftentimes uh, just throw in an occasional, uh, where's Hunter? (laughs) You know, as to give him a little shot, you know. Well, where's Hunter? Where's Hunter hiding out? Anybody know where Hunter is? Uh, Any idea where he is? But now this, this new approach is, uh, is going to try to flip the whole scenario over and say, yeah, okay, it's mine, and it's not a Russian, uh, you know, any kind of a Russian bot program or whatever, uh, and we're just going to ignore what's on it and just go after the fact that you stole my information, you stole my... You think I'll be able to get a, get by with that? Will people just ignore it? Will people just say, okay, yeah, it's it's yours? Uh, they certainly shouldn't have taken it. Uh Lowell, uh, uh, the attorney, asked the IRS to review the tax status of one group. And so uh, they, they were listed as a 501c3. And that the ruling, or I should say I do know, um, because uh, one of the veterans organizations I belong to is a 501c3. And I do know that their charter says you cannot be involved in anything politically. You can't donate to a political cause. You can't... Co- uh, communicate for a political uh, cause or anything else. But the work order on this computer uh, is clear. The laptop became abandoned property under John uh, McIsaac's control. Raising concerns after so many years indicates now just how devastating the texts and videos from Hunter's laptop truly are. And so he finally has admitted that I got to do something to try to clear some of this stuff up or at least uh, um, make it seem like it's going to go away somewhere. Anyway, we got Russ Francisco on the phone. And as we uh, talked the other day, it's going to get really cold over the next day or so. But you know what? A lot of people are looking forward to that because they know they can get out and go ice fishing and they haven't been able to do a lot of that. So, uh, Russ, it's probably a pretty good thing, isn't it? It is. It's it's um, 
Uh, there's a couple of things going on. People are, are hunkering down, and when, as they're doing that, they're coming in buying some summer stuff to read about and, and maybe uh, you know buy a depth sounder and go and read the manual, and, and they're doing a little of that. And then a lot of folks, a lot of folks are heading up north. And uh, uh, this morning we spooled lots of reels. We were selling lots of lures, so it was really busy this morning. It slowed down now a little bit this afternoon, but they were they were heading out of town as they were going, and Sharky was spooling, and I was running, and, and, uh, and the boys, and we took a truckload of Canon downrigger accessories and stuff, and I mean, five pallets, so that came in at the same time. So, you know, we talked about this before. This is the time of year where we take a lot of spring stuff in because we have to, and at the same time, we're in the height of winter. So it's, uh, it's what we're doing, and we're getting ready for the show coming up on, on the 16th of February. So uh, we're going to keep running all this clothing at half price and, and the boots and the hats and gloves and mitts, and, and uh, Sharky's got deals on rods and reels, and we've got some uh, lures on sale. We've got some summer stuff uh, already in that we're putting on sale. And, and uh, so uh, store's busy. We're, we're firing on all cylinders, and we're on a roll. Well, what you just said is amazing to me, Russ, that, that when you think about it, the Duluth Sports Show, and this is usually the kind of the kickoff of the spring and summer season, the Duluth Sports Show is going to start Thursday, February 16th, and run through Sunday the 19th. That's only a couple of weeks away. Yep, so here's what's going to happen on the main floor. We're going to have all the uh, you know new reels and rods and electronics and, and Garmin and Humminbird, Minkota and Lawrence and, and uh, all those companies will be there. And then uh, we'll also have Okuma and Daiwa and Shimano and Loomis and the, those folks will all be there running specials and deals and giving away hats and all kinds of stuff like we always do. Up on the upper floor, we'll show up there with all this uh, clothing and boots and, and gloves and everything. We're going to still move through at half price. Might even be some ice fishing stuff mixed in with it. And uh, we'll do that for the four days and then we get done we'll make a decision if there's a bunch left we'll probably bring it back to the store but i don't think it's going to be so i think we're probably going to pack it and we're going to convert the store spring boy and in the meantime like you've been saying you've got so many great specials on clothing on high quality clothing i mean we're talking uh, you know any kind of uh if you think of a piece of clothing whether it's carhartt or whatever uh that you can use for years and years to come Come on into Marine General now, buy it, and store it till next season. It's going to be just as good back then, and you'll have saved, in some cases, what, Russ, 50% on some of this stuff? Yeah, most most of it's half price. Uh, some of the Carhartt stuff isn't, but most of it's at least a third to 50% off. I'd say 90% of it's 50% off. And, uh, wow. and that's what we're doing. We're moving it through, and, and it's busy. I'm telling you, the, the, the containers are emptying out every day. And, and, uh, we're, and as, as, like I say, as they empty out, all the spring stuff's coming in, and we just pack it in, and we're getting ready for the next season. So this is our time of year where we're really we're running, playing both seasons. And for me, I've got a desk full of specials for ice fishing and a desk full of quotes for summer. So it's keeping me really busy. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll let you go, my friend. But uh, I just want to remind everybody, if you're looking for any great deals, especially on clothing, but on just about anything, get out to Marine General, 15th Avenue East and London Road, Upper Side, where they've been for over 50 years, making sure your time on the water is as good as it can get. And you know what? You can order online off of their website. Go to marinegeneral.com. They got a full catalog there. You can order. They'll ship right to your door. If you got any questions, you're listening to us online anywhere in the country, and you want to know about a downrigger or a trolling motor or an electronic device, whether they might have it in stock, simply pick up the phone and use the 800 number, 1-800-777-8557. If they got it, it's on its way to your door, courtesy of Marine General. Come on in to Marine General and get outdoors with us. 
Well, Kenny, we got to go to CBS News, but uh, we got a lot left to get into today when we come back. I'd like to sup with my baby tonight. Refill the cup with my baby tonight. Like to sup with my baby tonight, fill the cup with my baby tonight. I ain't up to my baby tonight, cause it's too darn hot, too darn hot, too darn hot, too darn hot. KDAL time, 1236, the Velvet Fog, Mel Torme, a little jazzy number there. And we'll give yeah. that a little shout out to June and Carlton, a little jazzy Mel Torme. 90 years old today, Kenny. June from Carlton. Yeah, that not that awesome? And yeah. she called to, in the last hour to talk about the uh, jazz at the depot, and she's thrilled about that. And I've been there a couple of times, my wife and I, and it's a fun time. It really is. Uh, you know, I understand it is a good time, and I think uh, Bueller does a, a superb job down there. This kind of, didn't this all kind of get started when the, uh, uh, when the strip club down there stopped doing uh, <laughs> jazz? <laughs> Well, I don't know which. Um, that's what it was, I wasn't it? I think there. Yeah, now that you mention it, I was thinking it had something to do with the pandemic. Maybe it was a combination of things, but yeah, the uh, the Club Saratoga, Brad. <laughs> right. Club Saratoga. Oh, my oh. goodness. We went there one time in high school when we were, you know, just, just barely old enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> once because it was kind of creepy, you know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. Uh, by the way, uh, one above currently in Superior, and we are going to be under a windchill advisory in effect from 6 p.m. tonight until noon tomorrow. And this cold snap's going to come, and it's going to be chilly. It's going to be windy. Windchills are going to be uh, bitter. And then, Brad, things are going to turn around. Saturday, Superior, partly sunny, 23 above. Nice. And I don't see any <laughs> sub-zero temperatures uh, in the near future here after uh, Friday night. Saturday morning, it'll be cold, but yeah. Well, let me ask you this, uh, uh, Kenny. Uh, you own a vehicle here uh, in, the, in the state of Minnesota, don't you? you have yes, a vehicle? I do. Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, are you happy with what you have to pay for your license tabs on that vehicle? Well, it's always been costly, tabs. It always has yeah. been. Yeah. Now, if I recall, especially, Jesse, Jesse Vendura, he got something done where he actually reduced the cost of those tabs. Yes, he did. But then he did, things and he went was back right up. on the money because he knew that there were a lot of people in Minnesota that were very disappointed, especially on newer vehicles, on uh, collectible vehicles, that kind of stuff. The tabs were extremely bad. The problem was is that Jesse did get some. Um, did get some uh, work done there, and we got prices lowered for a couple of years, but they've gone back up. And and again this year, and you're going to be stunned by this, I think. There was a story out this morning uh, out of Minneapolis. Uh, well, the state of Minnesota currently has an estimated $17-plus billion in surplus. The cost of, re- of renewing your license tab are soon going to go up way up. And when I say way up, listen to this. The tab fee for a brand new car, and that's where you really get nicked because in Minnesota, what they do is they charge you a percent of the MSRP. That's the uh, uh, Minnesota uh, retail uh, price of the vehicle, uh, the the manufacturer's uh, retail price. In Minnesota, that fee, that tab fee for a brand new vehicle will be based on 160% of the 
manufacturer's stated retail price up from the 100% that it was under under the current law. So, if, for example, <clears throat> let's just take a $30,000 vehicle, and that's a pretty low price on a new vehicle. I mean, you've got to admit that there aren't there aren't many new vehicles out there that are 30000 or less. Um, so the fee on that vehicle currently would cost you $395 for your, uh, for your license tabs. You know what it's going to be now? $626. What? It's going to literally more than double or, you know, next to double. I mean, for example, Fox 9 out of the Twin Cities noted that the fee increase would get smaller as your vehicle ages, but that not only is there this fee, but then on top of that, a lot of the localities, a lot of the st- the cities and counties and et cetera, et cetera, add what they call a wheelage tax on top of that. For example, uh, there are in the land of 10,000 lakes, there are all kinds of... 53 counties that all charge a $10 wheelage tax on top of that. So figure that $30,000 car is costing you about $646 plus $10 wheelage fee. If you think that seems like a lot of money, you're not alone, especially when you contrast those massive Minnesota regulations and registration fees with the flat $85 fee for the state of Wisconsin that they currently charge no matter what type of vehicle you drive. And I'll tell you what, down here in Florida, it's the same type of thing. I I have a vehicle that if I drove it in Minnesota, it would cost me almost $500 for the license fees on it. Down here, it's about $75. You can see why people... and, and, And then... Uh, again, to look at it as the fact that Minnesota already is charging the high end of the fees. They're already one of the highest uh, fee structures, and then we want to add more? Uh, it, it's just insane. Yeah, I mean, but Brad, I, I don't know how people in Minnesota are going to get a break. But Brad, this is a state now where you can have a, an abortion. They might even set up drive-through abortions. They're going to make it so easy. Abortion will be just come on. No questions. Come on. Let's get the abortion going. And they're going to make this a great state for kids when it comes to education. Oh, yeah. So, you know, oh, yeah. if the kids can live through birth. They'll be well-educated, and then if they live to be adults, they're going to be paying a lot on their car for tabs. Oh, boy. Well, and, and, and one, of our, uh, one of our listeners did state the other day, and, and rightfully so, I think, now that we have covered uh, getting rid of young people, if, if we want, any time we want, when is it going to be that we're going to do the same thing for elderly? When are we going to say, look, Charlie, look, Grandpa, Grandpa John, you're just flat out costing us too much money. You got sugar diabetes that's causing us a lot of stress. Uh, you've had a stroke. Uh, and we had you in a nursing home for six months. Man, that costs a lot of money. Uh, you know, maybe we should pack it in with you. It's just getting a little bit too expensive. Are we going to get to that? I, I mean, we we do have some states that do have a right to die legislation that and I I I guess I understand the concept of that that if you yourself find yourself uh 
let's say with long-term cancer uh, and you've gone through all of the chemotherapy and it's been miserable for you and it's been very uh, excruciating on your body and everything else, you might get to a point where you want to decide, you know what, I just don't want to continue on, especially if your doctor has said, you know what, you're just uh, you're just putting off the inevitable. You're you're going to pass here. It's just you might be able to hang on another six months or so. Do people want to do that? Well, heck, yeah, they do. In most cases, people would want to make it on. But you're right, Kenny. Walls has promised us that you're that children are going to. This is going to be the best state in the country for kids. Well, it isn't when you yeah, say. Yeah, but on two sides of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's crazy, that's really Brad. It is, it is. Uh, if you take this down to a strictly economic investment, it's ten or ten or twelve to one that that we're that we're going to get any money back. This is what Wall says. Wall says that uh, on a strictly economic basis, you're going to get every dollar that you pay in taxes back because we're going to invest it in early childhood education. And, uh, and you're going to get a great educated kid. Well, you know what? That hasn't happened up till now. And Minnesota has not been lowballing education. We've been, we've been putting money into education in Minnesota at just about the same rate, if not better, than most states. But now he's... Uh, and, and yesterday, he was, here in, he was here in Duluth, and he was showing us how wonderful education could be. Uh, he was working with some kids that are in an early childhood education program. You know what they were doing, Kenny? They were gluing pieces of fabric onto similarly colored pieces of paper. And he said, look at here. Look at how big that bumblebee is. And it was on a yellow piece of construction paper, and it was a yellow piece of cloth that was just cut out that they'd glued on there, and you were supposed to believe it was a bumblebee. And that's what our education dollar is going for. Well, I guess I guess the Minnesota nice part of us probably wants to say, eh, you know, he was a teacher. Let's give him a chance. Uh, we've gone through the pandemic. We went through the period. Of, but wait a minute. That was his fault, wasn't it? Didn't we shut down schools, take kids out of the schools, and we put them in remote learning where now a year and a half later we found out they didn't do well there at all? Wasn't all of that his doing? Isn't he the guy that said, uh, you know, we don't want to put teachers at risk here during this pandemic. So we're going to we're going to put everything on remote learning. Yes, well, we did Brad, that. That was Governor yeah. Walls. That was Governor Walls. And we, we lost a year, year and a half of education that these kids may never get back. They're now. Uh, achieving at about a year, year and a half behind what they should be achieving. You know, really so, is stunning, though, isn't it, to think what Governor Walls did. And did Governor Walls make that decision based on some things that were coming out of uh, Washington, D.C., the CDC, or maybe Twitter? What, Governor, what, Twitter. what Fauci was saying? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter rigged the COVID debate with help yes. from the federal yes. government. And they've admitted that now, Kenny. You're absolutely right. Uh, when when Elon Musk took over Twitter, they found the files on record where anybody that came out and said anything contradictory to what Fauci or anybody else said in the government as the as the way we should believe in this, they shut them down. 
turned them off, took their account away, uh, didn't give them open free speech at all. And that, after all, is what Twitter was supposed to be all about, was a uh, a vehicle for free speech, open debate. Yeah. And here, well, and here in Minnesota, now you've got the governor and, and they've got the House. They've got it all. They've got... Uh, uh, the Senate, and they've got the Attorney General, and they're going after a former candidate for a governor on the Republican side here now for his medical license. I mean, we're seeing this, Brad, and so they are the majority. But th- what did Mark yeah. Twain say about the majority? Mark Twain said, whenever you find yourself on the side of the majority, it's time to reform. Well, and and not only that, but uh, but let me tell you, I, I'm looking at some things that, uh, that some of our... Uh, some of our listeners have said this morning, one of them, Charles, sent me a note and said, Brad, all the money is going to spend, they're going to spend on educating our children. Remember, remember the, st- the statement from the communists years ago from the Russians. Remember that those who control the mind of our children control the future of our country. And we are, we have turned over so much Remember that at school board meetings we had in this country just six, seven months ago, uh, when they first came out with this critical race theory, parents stepped up and started speaking out against it. But the Biden administration actually wanted to clear, wanted to uh, clarify, or should I say, they wanted to list some of these parents as dem- domestic terrorists and have the FBI put them on a watch list simply because they were concerned that their children were being force-fed radical agendas. I mean, people, it, it really is sad to some of the things that have gone on in this country. But, but here in the state of Minnesota, we, don't, we have no idea what it's going to end up to be, uh, but we do know that hundreds of, uh, uh, here in Minnesota, for example, uh, Governor Walls has already declared that he's going to spend a huge amount of money to increase child care, early learning, including expanding pre-garden or pre-kindergarten programs. It also includes hundreds of millions of dollars for universal school breakfasts and lunches for every child, not just the children that are that come from uh, low-income families. Uh, your parents might be multimillionaires. You'll still be given free lunch, free breakfast and lunch. Uh, and he goes on, Walls' staff said the, the budget proposal would make Minnesota the best state in the country for kids. If you live. If you live. <laughs> if you make it through that birthing experience. Well, we got to go to Minnesota Newsbreak, folks. We'll be back shortly. KDAL time is 12.56, 7 below currently in Eveleth, Minnesota. Northwest wind at 14, so Eveleth, you're feeling like 28 below. Sky Harbor Airport in Duluth, it's at 0 degrees Fahrenheit. Northwest wind at 21, 22 below on the wind chill at Sky Harbor Airport. And Brad, mortgage rates are beginning to fall. There's a story that I'm reading now that the Federal Reserve is rate raising interest rates yet again to fight inflation, but mortgage rates are staying relatively unchanged. Really? Well, that's good news for people buying homes. Yeah, no, that's according to Freddie Mac, which says the 30-year fixed mortgage hovered just below 6.1% for the week that ended today. Rates have fallen by one percentage point since early November when they peaked. Well, t- uh, you know, it looks like they're going to raise it another uh, quarter of a percent today, which one story I read this morning said uh, you could see mortgage rates go up a, 
a 0.5 or something like that uh, in the future. So that's good news that mortgage rates are staying down. I had a question for you. In this story about Minnesota's uh, education, how we're going to become the education state, or I always thought we were the education state, but Walls has said that he uh, that this is really a big thing uh, to tie the per-student formula to inflation, that that's one of the most important parts of the budget, he said. Or that's what uh, the... What the uh, district superintendent here in Duluth said, John Magus. Well, I got I got news for John. What about tying it, what about t- tying the student formula to the education performance rate of students? How, how about something like that? Has anybody ever suggested something as stupid and crazy and uh, goofy as, you know what, superintendent, if your students achieve at a certain level, we're more than happy at giving you more money and putting another percent or two onto the uh, teacher's salary range. If they really do a job in educating kids, uh, then then we're willing to look at that. But nobody wants to do that. They always want to put it on or put the formula, uh, make it mandatory that it ties into inflation. So in other words, if inflation goes up, their wages go up. But they never say... Yeah, we'll put it on uh, if the student test scores go up. Anyway, we got another hour to come. Don't leave us. We'll be back shortly here on Sound Off 610 KDAL.